Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. And this ball in the air, deep right center field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, he'll watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. And Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love tonight. We got another comedian, everybody. It's Matt. What's up, everybody? Happy to happy to be here on a, in a uh, in a Denver Rocky centric podcast. Uh, I was I was trying to I was trying to think of a joke to to say to start things off, but the, I, I'm a Yankees fan, and our relationship is basically non-existent. Right. <laughs> I, I was for you guys in 2007. That's that's about all. That's about all I got. I wonder why. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to think of the reason. Yeah, there might Something be a reason. Is there another team in a city that I don't like in the division? Maybe. <laughs> Could be related. Well, hey, welcome in here to the DNVR Rockies podcast. It's presented by StravaCraft Coffee. As you well know, you can use that promo code DNVR and uh, DNVR20, excuse me, you'll get 20% off that Strava Craft Coffee order. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. You all know our beat writer, Patrick Lines. With us today uh, for a very special appearance is comedian Matt Duckett. Man, we're excited to have you along, uh, especially because, you know, We've we've known comedians and and we've known ball players and we've known baseball fans and comedians and and we had Brant Tobler on recently but he hasn't taken that step <laughs> of making baseball a part of his comedy right sure the way you have and and I think that you've you may have found your perfect target audience here with our podcast well glad 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 to have it be so you know that's that's the that's kind of the eternal struggle of standup is taking what you find funny and uh, making other people find it funny or just finding the audience that well. And yeah, I'm just, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that that clip that I posted uh, got some steam and took off a little bit and found you guys and found kind of the rest of the internet baseball community at large. It's uh, it's cool to get validated, I guess, in that way. 
And well, you know, frankly, there's nothing funnier than Reggie Sanders and Ricky Bonus. Well, and <laughs> what's what's really crazy about that is that um, Reggie Sanders' nephew saw the joke and shared it with him. And Reggie Sanders actually shared it to his Instagram story. So, wow. yeah, Reggie, <laughs> very cool. Reggie approves. <laughs> Well, there, there you have it. So you can follow Matt. It's at mduckitcomedy on Twitter, which is where we found the clip. And there's a 50-50 chance that what I'm about to do here, you take your DraftKings Sportsbook line, place your bets now on whether or not what I'm about to attempt is going to work. But let's see if we can play the clip for you. Fingers crossed. Uh, here we go. How's everyone feeling? What are we seeing? I got the over. <laughs> Whatever that means. It's all right. Matt is on deck, uh, apropos, uh, as it were, as a baseball podcast, yeah. and so he's he's ready to to maybe try to to recapture the magic. <laughs> yeah, if, if need be, I'll uh, I'll jump into one. What? All right, Drew, the, the trainer has come out. To <laughs> do we need to pull you here? Or do you think that out. you're out? We're going to, as a precautionary measure, Drew is going to step aside from, from playing the clip, and Matthew's going to. Oh, I hope you took the under there. Brutal. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely yeah. brutal. It's really, really happy. It was a win-win situation. It took the over, didn't win that one. But now we get to see. Matt do it for us here live or, or his best rendition of it <laughs> or yeah. two people. I mean, cause that, let's face it. That's what comedy stand-up comedy is nowadays performing in zoom rooms. And absolutely. Yeah, no, that's the dynamic. That's the dynamic of it now. It's uh, it's, it's, and you know what? The shows are actually still a lot of fun, but it's certainly different having like a two second delay to every single joke uh, <laughs> to come in. But yeah, no, I'll, I'll roll into it. I mean, the joke, to, I mean, the joke really just started from, you know, just as kids, uh, you know, back in high school, just, you know, you ever go over to a friend's house for a weekend and you come back and your parents like, oh, what did you do this weekend? You just go, nothing. It's nothing, you know. No. Uh, it, my parents would always be like, yo, you were at Tyler's house for two days. Tell us something that you did. What did you spend most of your time doing at Tyler's place? And I'd be like, all right, check it. Uh, we put together the best baseball team possible using players whose first names start with R, who played at least one season in the 21st century. <laughs> and my parents would be like, you, you did that for two days? And I'd be like, we spent eight hours on second base alone. <laughs> eight hours on base, man. It's crazy. Randy Johnson, Russell Martin, Richie Sexton, Roberto Alomar, Rafael for Paul, Ryan Zimmerman, Ray Langford, Reggie Sanders, Ricky Henderson. None of us kissed a girl until we were 20. <laughs> there you go. That is beautiful. Uh, that is <laughs> better than, but look, look at that. Uh, so much. Now, now I'm glad that I am inept at working technologies. <laughs> uh, so yeah. When, when was, you know, when did you decide, Hey, there's, plenty of room for comedy uh, in baseball here because I've always felt like there was a lot of room for it, but you, you don't see people talking about it. Is there a, a barrier? Is there a hurdle your audience has to get over? What it, what is that dynamic? like? Definitely. I think what it is, is that in the, the difficult thing with standup is always taking 
taking the things that you enjoy and trying to make them more universal. Um, so for with this, like for example, with this joke, it's awesome that there's so many people online that like get the references of all those players. But the difficulty in writing that joke was formulating it in a way that even if you don't know baseball and you don't know who Randy Johnson or Russell Martin or Reggie Sanders is, you're able to understand what I'm doing by listing off all their names. It's just the humor of remembering that entire lesson, like thinking, oh, snap, that actually happened because him and his friends sat down and put together this absurdly specific niche list of baseball players over a weekend and then capping it off with the punchline. None of us kissed a girl until we were 20. It's like, Oh, he gets it. Like it's a weird thing to do. Right. I think that's, I I think that's kind of the barrier with baseball, especially in kind of today people are people who are baseball fans are such big baseball fans, myself included, where we're really getting into the minutia of the sport that sometimes it's a little hard for people that are more casual fans or just not fans of baseball to kind of access what we're talking about. So with that joke, I was just trying to make it a little bit more universal, I guess. And I I think I pulled it off decently well, but it took a while to write in a way that it did that. I think that's what's so ironic about it too, though, is because you're taking something that everybody kind of has their own thing, but then it is a universal thing, right? Because like, as much as I've done that version of, of things baseball, like I could think of several conversations Patrick and I have had where we're really digging into the weeds on baseball. I actually went to a moment when I was in high school with a group of friends of mine who we all got together over a weekend and decided to rank the 50 greatest video games of all time. Right. And, literally, and like that was my initial reaction to it was not the baseball thing because we all have those things that we care way more about than mm-hmm. most people in our lives do. So. <laughs> I just, I loved it from that perspective because the the listing off, it's like you could, I could have done Metal Gear Solid, Final Fantasy VII, Halo 2, Elder Scrolls Oblivion, Mario, Tetris, you know, and you're just like, yeah, you remember, like, it's so, uh, I love it on on multiple levels. Yeah, those, just those old hangouts where you just got nothing to do. So you just start, we just start putting, putting lists together. It's just, it's just kind of a classic, uh, adolescent thing i guess especially you know with uh with the internet now and everything like that uh it's easy to kind of do your research a little bit and you know formulate an argument and was it was super fun to do and you know putting those teams together be it you know just on a list or going to mlb 2k10 and trying to put a roster together it was just just a good time killer for those uh for those weekends where uh, there was nothing to do you know before we get to the point in which where i i ask you in that those eight hours of focusing on second baseman and, and where Ricky Weeks is on your list. <laughs> I have to, you know, take us back to, like you said, hanging out with your, your buddy Tyler and, and mm-hmm. uh, where, where's, where's Matthew Duckett from? What's his, his background? Like what, what led you into this, this career into comedy and took oh, you out sure. to Los Angeles? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I was always interested in comedy. I was always kind of a funny kid. Uh, I moved around a lot growing up. Um, I lived in, I want to, I, I moved I, six or seven times uh, between ages like five to 15. Um, so, you know, the I found like the easiest way to make friends quickly was to be funny and to tell jokes and that sort of thing. Uh, so that's kind of where my interest started as just like, a, I like to make friends very quickly because I don't know how long I'm going to be here. Uh, so I may as well enjoy my time. Um, yeah, so... Always, always a funny kid, always a joke teller, always had an interest 
in doing comedy, specifically stand up. But you know, when you're a kid, you have no idea or grasp of like how do you start doing stand up? You know, so I scratched the itch a little bit with like theater in high school and and like improv and stuff like that. Uh, but when I got to college, I went to UC Santa Barbara. Um, and we had, there was a stand-up comedy club on campus that ran a weekly show, had folks drive up. Santa Barbara's only a two-hour drive from L.A., so they would we would pay people to drive up, professionals, to come and headline the show. Uh, and once I found about, out about that, I just I jumped in uh, full head of steam. Uh, and it was kind of just, uh, I was like, well, here's the opening to pursue this thing that I've always been interested in a long time, and uh, jumped full on in. Uh, Graduated college, had a semester stint in uh, UCLA School of Law. <laughs> in my uh, in my in my genius, I thought, oh yeah, I could totally balance going to a top twenty law school in the country and pursuing yeah. stand up comedy there. So I'm happy, and my parents are happy because I'll have this fallback. And obviously not, <laughs> obviously not possible. Um, so dropped out of law school from UCLA and. Uh, you know, decided, you know what, I'll just stay in LA and I'll cut my teeth here and see what we can make of things. And, you know, so far, so good. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of comedians that, that ha- kind of have that similar story. Either they 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 dropped out of high school, you know, mm-hmm. at 16 years old, or they heavily pursued, you know, a, a, you know, a crazy competitive career. I know that I think mm-hmm. that was the case, coincidentally, the, the two examples I'm going to come up with are the Sklar brothers, pair mm-hmm. twins, and then also the Lucas brothers, where yep. I think they were practicing laws. And, and again, another right. set of twins. But- you never hear like, yeah, they were like majoring in like, you know, kind of social awareness of the general <laughs> world. And then they dropped out. It's always law or they were going to yeah. be a doctor. They were on that PhD track or something. Something very, it's funny because, yeah, it's these very regimented, tracks for a career and stand up is really the antithesis of that where it's just like there are no rules you formulate your own path to how you know you quote unquote make it and uh your act is your own and something you're completely able to create yourself but yeah so many of us come from these very strict by the book type of career paths and we just fall out of it for one reason or another i guess just because there isn't that opportunity to kind of open it up a little bit and be yourself and kind of break the rules or change the mold does does that seem like to be something that that can help you out and that that field i would imagine you know with stand-up comedy seemingly having no rules i think you understand that if you just go up and you kind of tell fart jokes which (laughs) there are a lot of people that can be successful to a certain point Mm -hmm. but then how do you break through that next barrier because those those guys I've, i've been in those rooms i've I've, I've tried my hand up at stand-up comedy and improvisational yeah. comedy, but they're those guys that just, you know, they want to drop F-bombs every other word uh-huh. and they're getting chuckles, but they, they lack maybe what it takes to get to that next level is, is sure. having that structure of, of what you had at UCLA law school. Does that help you maybe elevate your game a little bit? It certainly has added discipline in that it's not, uh, it's not something that, you know, I, I don't take myself too seriously, but I take the work behind it pretty seriously. You know, where it's like, all right, you have to sit down and write. You have to sit down and edit these clips and caption them properly to put them out there, that sort of thing. So it definitely adds it definitely adds a level of discipline. I think what the difficulty is with people in stand-up and kind of getting to that next level. And, like, I, I speak as somebody who's been in stand-up for six years. I am an infant in this. So, uh, you know, I have, I have a rough idea of kind of what I'm doing. 
uh, but I don't want to come off. I don't want to come off as having the knowledge of Dave Chappelle. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, the difficulty is going from like those kind of those fart jokes and that sort of thing and moving into being able to be insightful about yourself. And I think that's where most great comedy lies is being able to look at yourself, your life, you know, and take those, take elements that were unique or different or funny or even traumatic or sad and be able to warp them into something that's entertaining for a crowd and accessible. Cause really what stand up is, it's, it's just connecting with people. Uh, uh, like you said, Drew, when I, when I do that joke and I go off that list, you're acknowledging, oh, that's funny that he has this list memorized, but you're going back in your memory and going, oh, snap, I did that exact same thing. That's awesome that this guy had that same sort of experience that I did as a kid. So it's uh, being able to make that leap from just talking about random stuff that doesn't necessarily have meaning, I guess, and being able to... Yeah, just reveal a little bit of something about yourself and be a little bit more vulnerable and have people connect with that. I think that's where most great comedy comes from. Yeah, I, I've certainly found that as a, a consumer of it uh, to be true. I, Whenever I feel like a comedian starts commenting on a world that they don't really know or understand, I feel like that can be a real dangerous path to walk when the, mm-hmm. when the premise of your joke is, I don't get this thing. That sure. can be a far far more difficult I, where I feel like your comedy, what I've seen of it so far, comes very much from a, hey, I get this thing. You guys get this thing? This thing is a weird thing that we all have decided to get for some reason. Yeah. Why, why do we get this thing? I think it's a far more interesting and funny conversation. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's um, yeah, and I, I would say that's for the most part what my comedy is. is I've been fortunate enough to live, uh, I guess, an interesting life so far. Um I told you guys before the podcast, but, you know, I've got a black dad and a white mom and I look like this. So there's a lot, there's a lot to that. And, you know, just a lot to growing up, moving around the place and all, all over. And yeah, you know, it's a, it's a way for me to kind of put my story out there a little bit and, you know, uh, hopefully people find it funny and, you know, at least I may say, uh, uh, yeah, right. A, a, a sportscaster uh, voice, I must say. If you if if, huh. if you ever need another fallback, right? Yeah, absolutely. You're doing fine, but that um, I, I, I say as someone who sometimes people comment on my voice, I got nothing on the tones <laughs> you got coming out there. I appreciate that. Uh, it was it was definitely it was definitely a thought at one point that maybe hey, if this comedy thing doesn't work out, I can just drop a couple booyahs on Sports Center, save <laughs> my way that way. But uh, you never know. Sweet sassy molasses always works too. <laughs> can't go wrong with that. Yeah, I think I, I think that's another thing. I think we all have come up with our own. Oh, this is what I would say if I was a, a broadcaster on Sports Center when like this happened. You know? Oh, do you have some calls for us? Do you have like like if you could do anything? You know, language some language restrictions apply. Right. What, right. what would your home run call be? Oh man, a home run call. That's that is that's I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm honest. When it comes to when it comes to home run call, I'm 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 a classic guy. I, I there's nothing better than um, I forget the name of the Giants broadcaster, but I mean, you go back and watch Barry Bonds hit 762, and that call just that hits it high, hits it deep, it is out of here. It's just it's just oh. perfect. 
It's just so good. So I think I think with the home runs, you kind of got to keep it simple, and you just got you just got to give it a you know a going back, gone high deep, see you later, that type of thing. Um, I used to really like. Um, Oh, what was his name? Larry Beal was a guy who was on Sports Center for a little bit. He's from Hawaii, and he used to whenever somebody would hit a home run, he would go "Aloha" means goodbye. And I thought I was like, "Oh, that's great," because like it's 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 quick, it's simple, but it's it's a, it adds a little bit of him to it as well. I do wow. I do remember that one. Aloha means goodbye was was a really good one. No, yeah. no doubt. You you talked a little about uh, before we went on that even though you're in LA right now, you said you moved around. You're a Yankees fan. Is, yes. Does that have to do with one of the places you lived in? How, how did you, did you laugh yeah, out so, the uh, original I, pinstripes? Yeah. <laughs> so I was, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was born in New York, um, and my mom is born and raised in the Bronx. So she passed that on to me. And uh, my, dad is, uh, my dad was born and raised in Philly, uh, but uh, never really – you know, he was a basketball guy growing up, never really grabbed onto the Phillies. So my mom's like – me and my brother, he, she was like, they're Yankee fans. And my dad's like, hey, you won't, you won't get any argument out of me. So, yeah, that, uh, that was the path. And, you know, obviously I, I came up at, like, the perfect time, I guess, in a way for the Yankees. I missed a couple of those early championships. I was born in 94. But, you know, 2000, uh, as heartbreaking as it was, 2001 is my favorite season of baseball uh, of all time just because you had so much great stuff going on with the Yankees being in the World Series. Against the Diamondbacks, you know, Barry Bonds uh, hitting 73. And then, you know, when I got to high school in 09, the Yankees took the World Series. So, from the uh, Phillies. So, what was that? From the Phillies. What yes, was that from like the in your household? What, what was that like? <laughs> my dad going out? was just like, it was funny because when the Phillies won the year before, my dad was all like, yeah, we did it. Philly <laughs> represent. And then the next year, he's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> who even cares who wins the World Series? <laughs> like, I, yeah, I'm like, aren't you like going to like defend your team a little bit? He, he, my dad's like, I got nothing. Your mother likes the Yankees. Derek Jeter's half black and you kids are. So there's there's no way. There's no way I'm going to pry you guys from this team until he retires. Right. Especially <laughs> after you just got one. Maybe it's still been a long time. You yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, you, I, I imagine, you know, I don't know if you've gotten any chances to go to, you know, Dodger Stadium, you know, recently. Mm -hmm. uh, not, not in the 2020 season, of course, but uh, just in the last couple of years. And, and maybe even seeing Chase Utley there. You know, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't encountered any players. Um, I'll t I can tell a quick story. I was um, my brother came down. My brother lives in the Bay Area, and he came down uh, for the Yankees Dodgers series in the pre last year. Um, and it was I forget if it was game two. I think it was the second game of the series that we had against him. And just from the jump, the Yankees were pounding the Dodgers, just obliterating them. Uh, and, you know, the one thing that we wanted to see was, like, we want to see an Aaron Judge home run. Uh, and he, he must have cranked one 460 dead center field. Uh, mm. And it was just so funny because my brother and I, we were sitting just, you know, we're in our Yankee gear and just it, just a sea of blue, of Dodger blue around us, you know. And we're, we're standing up. We're high-fiving each other. We're cheering. We're, we're, we're going ballistic. Um, and we were like, you know, maybe we should calm down because, like, unfortunately, Dodger fans do have that reputation, uh, you know. Uh, and nothing happened on purpose. But we did uh, sit down after that judge home run and we were commiserating. Like, oh, man, this is so great. This is the perfect game to go to. I'm so glad that you came down, bro. 
we got to experience this together. And then all of a sudden, our backs are just soaking wet. And <laughs> there was a uh, there was a gentleman who may have had a few too many to drink, who uh, <laughs> attempted to sit down, double clutching his beers, and it just dumped right on the back of us. And Ooh. our year was ruined, and so we had to go to like the clubhouse store, and we come back head to toe in Dodgers gear. That's all bad. Yeah, it's like we're not turning on the Yankees when they're up seven to one or whatever it was. It's like we just got beer spilled on us. But uh, yeah, I try to I try to go to a couple Dodger games a year, and um, you know, fortunately the, the the Angels aren't too far away either. So whenever the Yankees are in town, I can drive down there. One of those moments in your life you don't want caught completely out of context. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, none of us, hey, no one listening to this podcast would want to be caught in Dodgers gear either. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Luckily, yeah, luckily I'm not. Uh, luckily, I'm not a famous comic yet because otherwise, uh, yeah, would have had to. Would have had a few photos of like, here's Matt Duckett enjoying a Dodger game with his brother and Dodger related place. Dang it! <laughs> You'd had to put out an apology and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but hey, if if you want to, even if you want to become a stand-up comedian like Matt one day, as he said, it's very important to keep that education going. You go to msudenver.edu slash online. You may take some classes and end up deciding, hey, I'm not finishing this. I'm going to go be in comedy. But you'll have more structure. You'll have more things that you know you can joke about. You just heard here all the reasons why. Even if you don't follow through with it, getting an education, good time, whether you're trying to finish your degree, you're trying to start one out, maybe just take a couple of classes so that when we come out of the other side of all this craziness, you're in a better position to attack the world. You go to msudenver.edu slash online, you check out their courses, you check out their classes, you get yourself better prepared for the world. Um, as we've demonstrated here, you don't even necessarily need to do a full four-year program and, and go do a thing or just do the full graduate program wherever you're at. Uh, enriching yourself always worthy. And the best study partner that you can have, of course, is Strava Craft Coffee. It'll keep you alert. It'll keep you aware. You can use promo code DNVR20 to get 20% off. And then you're not going to have all the anxiety and the crashes and all the crappy stuff that comes with normal coffee. You get that CBD infused in there. You feel nice and relaxed. You don't have the crashes all that other stuff can help you out with migraines and a few other things. So make sure to check them out and use the promo code DNVR20. Talking with comedian Matt Duckett here on the podcast. Taking us through that. I got to say, <laughs> the transition was tight. There wasn't a stutter and going through. That was, hey, comics, we all. A lot of podcasts going on with us and a lot of ad reads. That was that was up there, man. That was that was solid S tier promo. Thanks, man. Ad insert, man. <laughs> uh, what I was gonna say because because Patrick had mentioned and and he's he's done a lot of fun and interesting things throughout his life. He, he's tried out the stand up comedian thing. He's right been on. a professional wrestling referee before, which oh, wow. thing that I'm I'm most jealous of. Uh, so, and I was even thinking about it as you guys were talking, I was like, man, I would get crushed at stand-up comedy. I was like, I didn't do anything. Oh, but I got a podcast, right? What, I was like, what do I do? Oh, right, right, right. This, this is the thing. So hopefully I'm, hopefully I'm okay at this. Um, but I, I did want to ask you actually back into the, the baseball part of it, because 
I feel like there's one barrier that we mentioned earlier was like, do you need to know about baseball to joke about baseball? And it can be kind of um, a niche thing that uh, can also be kind of a stuffy old person, boring thing to a lot of people. And uh, I I wonder, you know, if you have encountered that or if you've, you know, tried to say kind of back to that dynamic we were talking about earlier, how do I, make fun with this thing and not of this thing tapping into that. Oh yeah. Everyone thinks baseball is boring or what it would be right. so easy right. to make a string of, isn't baseball so boring? Jeff? Absolutely. And then funny enough, and I'll full on say that's kind of in trying to write about baseball. That's kind of where I started was like, okay, people think baseball is boring. Is there any way that I can play on that a little bit? And, you know, there were things that were, like, I found, like, amusing, like, oh, surprise, you know, a game invented by a bunch of farmers in Ohio in 1800 isn't the most exciting thing in the world. Uh, <laughs> but, like I said, that's, it's, it's just, like we talked about before, that's that's just kind of talking about something, and it doesn't have anything to do necessarily with me or my perception of it. And it just comes off in my own head as facetious to be like, baseball is boring, because it's like, I love it, and you know, watch as much of it and consume as much of it as I can. Um, but yeah, there's certainly, there's certainly barriers and, you know, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that people who think that baseball isn't the most entertaining are wrong. They're, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, just, it's one of those things where you just, you gotta, you just gotta find the hole that like that where people can go, well, as someone who doesn't like baseball, I still appreciate and can, get and and like the humor of whatever joke that you're telling um yeah so it's 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 again it's just instead of like instead of pushing your thoughts onto people you're kind of trying to invite them in a little bit and like hey like check out check out this thing that i'm interested in and like i'll tell you the weird stuff about it and why my passion for it is a bit unusual sure but I'm not going to put it down just because I want you guys to approve of my opinion. Mm. Yeah. Stand-up comedy, you, you have to have that perspective to say, Hey, here's something I love, but here's what everyone else thinks about it. Mm-hmm. And then you can make fun of it from within. And like you yeah. said, you're trying to bring those people. And that's something that, you know, Chris Rock, Bill Burr, even Patrice O'Neill, they did well where they take a stance immediately and you go, there's no way I'm going to agree with you by the end, whether it's just, just taking controversial issues and go, you're, I'm not going to agree with you on this stance, but then they go ahead and they make that art. They're almost challenging you mm-hmm. to, to not come with them, but they, they make those arguments so well. And by the end you go, man, I, I don't agree with you, but that's, you make a compelling case. Exactly. Need exactly. It's, when you can, when you can show people that you've thought about it and that, at the very least, what you're saying is informed. People can, again, people can, people can access that joke and go, that was funny. I don't agree with it at all, Yeah. but you made your point well and in a way that made me laugh. And yeah, that's, uh, that's the name of the game when uh, jumping into those more controversial topics or just topics where there's sort of a divide and there's this camp and this camp, you know? All right, we have got to wrap up part one of the conversation with Matt Duckett there. Don't worry, there is plenty of more Duckett on the docket, if I may. I apologize to everyone for that. But uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun here. We got a lot uh, more topics on the table, including 
what Matt thinks about the state of fun inside of Major League Baseball. So stick around for part two. In the meantime, just make sure that you're following on all the social media. Again, he's at Comedy. You know us at Patrick D. Lyons, at Drew Creaseman, at DNVR underscore Rockies. Subscribe to all the good stuff, including this podcast on all the different apps, the Denver Sports Podcast, the Gaming Podcast, and of course the site itself, the DNVR.com. You get yourself some cool merch. You get yourself a free t-shirt when you sign up. So if you haven't yet, now's the time to do it. Thank you all for continuing to be absolutely awesome. I, of course, promise you that I will continue to be absolutely Drew Creaseman. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places.